previously on Survivor. Sorry, Corey, but uh, I think my pick is going to be Margaret Bird. Tonight, on the penultimate episode before our finals, I am making a power move, and I am voting Dane Holtz out. I realize that this might be my best shot at getting who I think is the front runner to win. But to be honest, I think I'm going to have to vote to eliminate Dane based on the host. And the reason is, I actually enjoyed this film even less. Like, I, I love Bong Joon-ho, but I think this is his weakest film. I... My name's Dane, and uh, I lost my audio, so I have to do a tribal council vote because I want to get this episode out on uh, Wednesday morning. Uh, I vote for Corey's Margaret because... Three, two, <laughs> one, reveal. It's a tie. Oh, I vote. Wait, I voted Dane. Dane goes home. I did it. I did no! it. Yes. No. Yes. yes. No. Long game. I knew oh, I could win man. against Corey, and I knew I had no chance against Dane, yeah. so I did the swing Wait, vote. Mine was. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Mine was, mine was all. Son of a bitch. I literally. Tribe spoken. 15 are left. Who will be the next to go? Fifteen days ago, four film bros began the adventure of a lifetime, battling it out in an epic game of cinematic Survivor. Samir was the first to fall, followed by Dane. Now, only two film bros remain to claim the title of sole survivor and the zero dollar prize. Who has what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast his competition? Will it be Sam, the digital media buyer from Santa Cruz, California? Or will it be Corey, the washed up college grad from Philadelphia, PA? It's time to find out in a special finale episode if it's all filming games. 15 days, four people, one survivor. <laughs> <laughs> the stakes have truly never been lower. That was, that was fantastic. <laughs> I like he has like that. zero dollar prize. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we could spruce that up with some music. Give me some money. Yeah, get, yeah, we'll put. Yeah, get the uh, the, the ancient <laughs> voices theme going, and we'll be good to go. So funny. Well, that was great, Corey. Thank you very much for that intro. Of course. So, welcome everyone to it's all filming games. I am Corey. Alongside me is. Dane, Samir, and Sam. Today is a very, very special episode. It is the finale of our cinematic Survivor series. <laughs> Dane, our jury member, is feeling really good right from the outset. Yep. Uh, I wish everyone, wish everyone could see him the way the way uh, those of us on, on the pod can. <laughs> but yeah, tonight it will be a showdown between myself and Sam for the title of Soul Survivor. Dane and Samir will be our lovely jury members. They'll be the only ones casting votes tonight. For those of you who have not heard our previous episodes, our Survivor Series is essentially where we are providing a film for the group to watch, and we're voting for who has the weakest film. We'll vote that person out. Um, although tonight, in, in Survivor tradition, technically, your final vote is for who you want to win. So tonight, I guess we'll write down the name of the person we want to win, just so everyone's on the same page with that, right? Yep. God, that would have been a huge snafu if we hadn't figured that yeah, out. Yeah, I would have had no idea. Well, yeah, I think there was, it was like, 
I think it was Big Brother or one of those similar shows where people didn't know that like in the final episode you you vote for who you want to win as opposed to who you want to eliminate. And so so some jury member voted the wrong way. Yeah, that would be doing... very in character no for this podcast. Oh my god. That would be so Samir. <laughs> yeah, Samir I just would do that. Vote and I, lose. I would write everyone's name. Yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's name. Dane actually wins <laughs> the finale. In a shocking twist. Somehow, somewhat. Yeah, somehow, someway, that still feels possible. Just because, uh, hey, I, I mean, in terms it feels of, warranted. I mean, I, I don't I, think anybody saw a Corey vs. Sam finale. I felt shafted last episode. That's all I'm saying. We need a wild. I'm still a little around. bit salty about it. Yeah, it it will be that last episode. I think will be kind of the shadow that looms over tonight's episode in a sense because <laughs> it was a spicy ending and and certainly one that I'm happy with. Saved my ass. <laughs> Whoever wins will have an asterisk next to their name. Just fucked over yeah. in in the in the fine fine print yeah but guys i mean not only is tonight the episode where we're gonna uh unveil our winner but it also might just be our most obnoxious episode we've ever recorded i've been i've been saying this all week <laughs> uh, and it has a lot to do with the fact that it is me and sam in the in the finale i think we will inevitably be incredibly obnoxious throughout this episode as we make our case truly the it. two worst people oh absolutely show, it, it, like yeah. without without question but also, Sam and I have brought two pretty obnoxious films, I think, as well. Uh, to, Quite to possibly the most pretentious movies we've talked about yeah. on the pod so far. Yeah, I mean, we'll get into all of that um, in a little bit. But uh, before we, we dive right into it, anything else anybody wants to say? Anybody want to just say hello? Uh, I'm going to say, after watching both of these, I feel like you guys have more in common than you guys think, to be honest. <laughs> there's, so, there's so much, like... Uh, hate and like maybe a little bit of sexual tension between you two, but I mean after watching both of these, like I was like I I was like I I don't they're so alike, but they just they choose the fight. Yeah, I know. An old married couple. (laughs) That is that's a good analogy. That I would agree with that. No, it it is true that uh, it's weird because Sam and I picked very different movies in the in our first two episodes, like very very different movies from one another. Um, and it seems like we both had the same plan in the finale, like without ever discussing it, obviously we both had the same agenda, which was just kind of like to out weird the other, you know? <laughs> so we'll see who successfully out, out play out, weird. out weird. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll see who successfully out weirded the other, uh, right off the bat. I mean, I'll, I'll just say our two film, uh, our two films tonight will be Holy Motors from, uh, Leo Cra, the, uh, 2012 French film. Uh, I hope I have his name right. I think I might have just over-Frenched that name, but uh, it was that's, cool. that's why I've been pronouncing it. And then Sam's film is Persona. Ju- judges, please make note that he did mispronounce his own <laughs> oh, director's name. Wait, for, for the, wait I, I, sure. I, you don't want to play that game, because for the record, I think... Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, with the exception of Samir, I think you are certainly the worst oh, pronouncer of names in this, in this podcast. Okay, well, all Dane says is Zack Snyder, so it's not like he can mispronounce <laughs> a fucking Zack name. Zack Snyder? Dude, oh, wow. Dude. Shitting on the jury is a really good oh, way he's, to He's okay, DC. I'm Marvel. What are you trying to say, dude? Yeah, never mind. Never I believe mind. the name you're looking for is Kevin Fee. Kevin. Oh, okay. Okay. Or is it Feige? I, I'm pretty sure it's Feige. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I should have picked an easier to pronounce name, <laughs> like Peyton Reed or something. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, yeah. So we're talking about Holy Motors and then Persona, the 1966 Ingmar Bergman Swedish film. Uh, and I was instructed by Sam to say, say no more on the film because 
apparently that's his job to, to introduce his film later but let's get right, <laughs> right into it guys we'll, we'll start with holy motors uh and we'll kind of bounce back and forth between the two but let's first start with holy motors get some initial impressions on what is i can safely you know say what you will about this film but it's it's a very weird one and i'm i you know i i'm realizing right now i could be eliminated from the get-go based on this film because it is so strange but i i was uh you know i was i'm the way i look at it and just i wanted to talk about this i feel like i'm playing with house money you know like the fact that that uh dane in a sense almost should have been here instead of me i came into tonight knowing i needed to kind of just risk it all on a film like holy motors so i'm playing with house money that's kind of why i picked picked it and I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Well, I'll wait. You, I'll be third. The first, uh, not even ten minutes of this movie, I right away knew that it was going to be quite the acid trip. That's for sure. <laughs> I read a, a little bit in the synopsis and saw the word assassin, and I was like, "All right, okay." And then it was nothing about what I thought it was going to be about. Uh, but. I mean, overall, I don't want to say too much. I don't really want to say if I if I loved it, if I hated it, because I feel like that's where the whenever we get later into the okay. discussion, it's going to be. But but initial reaction, I'll just say I thought it was a very well done movie. So, yeah. So, Samir, I want, I want to hear your thoughts. But I, I Stain did bring us to, I think, one of the important questions about this movie is. Like, you know, what is it about? Is it about anything? Like, I can we get our final? Can we get our is... overall points in first about the movie uh, before you try to make us become an intellectual discussion about this film? No, I mean, I mean I, I, asking what the film is about is the most is the yeah, most basic. And we haven't given our opinions yet, Corey Stillman. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> we, we, we can get into it because there are definitely a lot of things this movie could be about. I think I know, but maybe where. Honestly, I have no idea. I feel like it's it's such a loose canon of a movie that it could be open to interpretation for uh, anyone who watches it could have a different perspective. Samira? This is, to me, the most Corey Stillman film I have ever watched. It is yeah. literally... Want to know what Corey Stillman likes? He likes movies about the history of film cinema and where it's going, and he likes movies that don't have a point, and if you say the movie doesn't have a point, then you... You didn't get the movie. That was the point. <laughs> I knew this entire discussion is going to be me being like, it's pointless. And Corey being like, there was no point. And then that's the point. And then me being like, well, that that's a dumb point. And then, yeah, okay, get in here. Samir, let's hear your. Yeah, let's hear, I want to hear Samir. being very quiet. <laughs> to, to contribute to um, the very pretentious nature of what this episode is going to be, I'm going to say that. This movie is so wrapped up in one question. And that question is, well, what are movies supposed to do? I pose a question to Corey Stillman. <laughs> Have you ever been to the Carnegie Museum of Art or any modern <laughs> art museum? Oh, yeah. So this movie is as a knee jerk. <laughs> I, I know. I, I, <laughs> so Samir's this movie, like, got my, vote. <laughs> my, my knee jerk reaction to it was that like whenever you're walking by the exhibits, there's like a screen that's playing like a series of images. Maybe that's I think that's supposed to be one of the exhibits. It's in like most uh, modern art museums. And it's just it's just the craziest, trippiest thing of all time. I'm still trying to formulate how I feel about this movie. Um just because there's so much there. Like I love a lot like I loved a lot of the imagery there. And then some of the other imagery, I was like, huh, you know, so 
All I know is that this was a risky and bold choice, and that I definitively can't say I love. I love that you made this choice. Yeah, it, it, I actually want to. I want to agree with Samir. I actually do love that you chose this film too. It was definitely like trying to go for a home run. So, mm-hmm. so and, well, and, and I, I really do respect that. I appreciate it, it, that. It, it's funny because after the movie, uh, me and my roommate were talking about uh, just our overall thoughts. And Which roommate? I said, Emmeline. Oh, TJ yeah. had fallen asleep. Oh, classic TJ. <laughs> well, who Emmeline I saw gave this a whopping five yeah, stars. She's, so. And she and, texted me and went, you're in trouble. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we're talking about it. And I was like, you really could have watched that movie with no dialogue and had some sense of what was going on. Because there really isn't too much dialogue that really drives anything anywhere other than asking more like existential questions and at, at right after i had said that i was like that makes total sense that this is a cory stillman pick because... <laughs> so i yeah, yeah i mean see, if i know cory well enough for things the cory stillman movie he also really likes the show seinfeld right um and seinfeld <laughs> yes. is a show about nothing and i think holy motors is a movie about nothing Seriously. No, I, I seriously do too. I know that it, it it grapples with, it seemingly grapples with these concepts about existence and whatever, but why does it even need to? <laughs> to me, it's just a series of extremely, like, like um, vignettes that claw at your subconscious and they evoke something, but why does it even have to say anything? And I Yo, think that's well, one yeah, of the things more, that I'm kind of like... It's, you know, I, it's I agree really, with you. So I think that's something that I wanted to... Because it's kind of funny, you guys were all... Talking about how like this is this is so Corey. Corey's gonna have this like grand interpretation of this movie. And like sure, like I part of the reason I love this movie is because it certainly gets you thinking and has and you could interpret it in a lot of different ways. Um but to your points, man, I don't I don't know if you meant that as a good thing or a bad thing, but I I, I, I did mean it as a good thing. Like I that's what I love about this film more than anything, is that to me Holy Motors works on so many levels. It can be complete nonsense for two hours and I think still come out as a pretty freaking great movie. It doesn't need to be synthesized into this like um, incredible theory of of film or existence or any one thing. It's it. You're right. It evokes a feeling and it uh, creates some of the most to me like some of the most insane images I've ever seen in a movie. Um, and just moments like and and, yeah. and like just shocking, shocking moments that if if they speak to the nature of film in the 21st century, that's dope. But if they also just like blow your mind for a little bit, I think the film is still successful just on that level alone. Yeah. Yes. And that's why I, well, I was just going to say, and that, that that's why I asked, um, what is a movie even supposed to do? Like, is it, if I can just have a series of moments like this movie does, do I call that a successful movie? I don't know. And that's why I'm still trying to think about it and formulating an opinion. Like, I genuinely don't think I can rate this movie with any stars because any sort of rating system I would ascribe to would have to be a separate one just for this movie or movies like it, I guess. But oh, movies like it—that's an interesting uh, theory that we might might discuss in a little bit. Um, well, I can think I, of maybe before one. We, before we get into that, I, I, Corey mentioned imagery, and uh, the first uh, half hour of this movie is very much trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Also being bombarded with uh, crazy makeup and crazy 
just moments. Uh, the the moment where he steps out of the car in the in the mocap suit, I'm like, I said it out loud. I was like, is he in a mocap suit? And then sure enough, it turns into some weird sex dragon sexual thing. fantasy. Wait. I, I don't even know. God, when I, I literally was like, Corey Stillman is getting hard at this scene when I was watching it. I was <laughs> yeah. like, this is unbelievable. Well, I mean, this the is theme like, was great. This is like the, hist- the history. This is the history of fucking film. It's about I mean, sexuality. That, that has to be one it's of everyone. It's going into. No, I hated that scene. It was my least favorite scene. Of really? The movie. That has to be everyone. It. I was going to say that's that no, was one I of my. I will say the first 30 minutes. I'm glad Dane brought up the first 30 minutes absolutely detested the first 30 minutes of this film to the point where i was like this is in the bag and then it got i'm i'm gonna front i was like this i texted samir i was like this movie sucks ass and then right after i texted him it got pretty great but i was like that i really thought the first 30 minutes are especially you know i didn't i didn't I didn't text anyone Before on the podcast we... about Persona because I wasn't looking to poison everyone's uh, <laughs> I, well, I wasn't perspective. Telling him to, I was, he'd already seen the movie. I wasn't telling him to, like how to think yeah, about yeah, it going yeah. in. Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, before yeah, yeah. we get into this discussion, can we go around real quick and everyone just say your favorite moment of this? I'm gonna go first because there's just there's like ten moments, right? So my favorite like vignette or moment nine, and it's disgusting. Um. But I don't know, it just affected me so much is the imagery of like him in that like troll imagery. And I, I, I guess when Sam texted me, I was like, oh my God, like that moment, that it was just so provocative, I guess. And that I will always remember that even if I forget everything else in this movie, I will forget that like warlock with like the model. And like him biting her hair. Yeah, even I didn't like, like he bites yeah, yeah. that chick's fingers off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's graphic. it was disgusting. But do not tell me that you will ever forget that. Like, I will never forget it. And I think I, that's one like, of the craziest things movies can do. That they it was can, like, like I was watching a Batman villain. Yeah, yeah. It's just, oh my um, god. For me, that was mine. The moment that I don't know why I loved it so much. It was like it just like caught me. I mean, the whole movie caught me off guard. But this, the part where. He just breaks into a giant or like orchestral band thing. Yeah, with the accordion. Yeah, that was pretty great. Yeah. I, and like, it's, I, it, I love how to that. I was like, that's pretty Yeah, sick. First of all, the song is, is dope. dope. I love that song. It's really, really fun and upbeat. And also the fact that the movie builds that as like an intermission in yeah. a movie that's not even that long. And it's not even like that. That happens halfway through the movie. It just it, again, it's it's just like all part of the absurd. It's such a metafiction. For, for movies yeah. as a whole. It is a very meta movie. Yeah. I would say uh, my and- favorite my favorite scene of it is probably the most um I would say quote unquote like conventional scene, which is the love like musical that turns into a suicide. And I thought that scene was really, really good. As well as the um the the father the like uncle death scene was was really good mm-hmm. as well. Well didn't you get like like I think those are important moments too, because w- were you guys also like a little confused as to whether or not those were even appointments or his actual life? Because little confused is a drastic understatement. I little confused. Were you a little confused about any of it? Yeah, I still don't know what the fuck so, happened. No, so, okay, my I I have like a full like what I thought was going on, and I didn't necessarily think it was his life. I thought he was just like experiencing other. Like, he was, like, this being beyond time and space that kind of just 
inhabited other people and like controlled very important moments in their life. Even though it looked like him, it like technically it could have been like a moment like us. I don't know. It was oh, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I here, here here's my theory of the movie, and it's it's very straightforward. And it's just that this whole movie is just a really really bad Uber ride, <laughs> like a one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, like, because like you're told in the beginning of the movie, he's, I think his driver tells him, they, I think it's nine. They say they have nine appointments. So that tells you that everything that happens in the movie is an appointment. It's not him living his actual life. But even like when he's like, when he's a father dropping or picking his daughter up from a party or whatever, it feels like in that moment that like maybe he's taking a break from work and he's like actually doing this with his daughter right now. But you know, that's not the case because he's, it, it has to be in order for the movie to meet its nine appointments. That has to be one of his appointments. So I don't know, I, and from That's, there it gets even more confusing because he runs into the other person who apparently has this same job, but like, like it, it doesn't even make sense. Like why other people would be do out there out and about doing this and shit? You know, Cars so like, Three takes uh, a nice little cameo throughout the movie. Well, that's that's we, yeah. I didn't say what my favorite moment was, but I I think it might be the ending. Like I almost don't want to spoil the ending for the people who haven't seen it because I because like well, in a well, movie full of shocking moments, I think the ending is that much more shocking. Like, yeah. it's so fucking absurd. <laughs> it's so absurd. It's a Pixar ending. <laughs> that's in the a annoying way. part of that, debating I mean, this, like, like saying it's say. a bad movie, because, of course, it's, like, the most absurd movie we've ever talked about. And for me to be, like, I was t- I was emotionally uninvested because cars started talking. It's like, well, it's an absurd movie. Of course, you're not supposed to, like, fully, like, like buy into it. I, from the, like, a minute in, knew what this movie was trying to do. That's just not why I watch movies. Like, I know for people like Corey, this is probably, like, the fucking, like, like magnum opus of this type of genre. But I was just like, I get it. Like, movies are different. Like, a movie can be a bunch of different things. But did you guys find this to be a super... I hate to say enjoyable because then you guys are gonna be like, well, why does a movie have to be enjoyable? But like, did you guys find <laughs> See, like, <laughs> did you guys find yourselves wanting to rewatch this movie at any point? Like, I don't, I don't want. Oh, I've rewatched this movie twice since I've since I first seen oh, it. I, even if you just revisit individual scenes, it works on that level. When we were talking about the Evil Dead too, I said a similar thing that like I don't even know if I can criticize this movie because it's so out there, and that's kind of how I feel about this movie. And Climax by Gaspar Noe, which you should check out, Corey, if you like this kind of stuff. But um... if if the question is if I would go back and rewatch this movie, um, Sam, you can ask me this question when it comes to you too. But I I would go back and rewatch it. Okay. I would not rewatch. I yeah, movie. I mean, I would not fucking rewatch. I would this not. Movie. I, and again, okay, I mean. And I think those are actually different criteria you're, you're setting now. And I think this is a good time to start bringing your film into conversation and, and compare the two. But, um, I mean, the, like the rewatchability of a film is just one metric. Like Samir and I just uh, earlier today uh, briefly talked on Letterboxd about this, this movie, oh, yeah. uh, Aguirre, The Wrath of God, which I watched and literally thought was like a masterpiece. And I can promise you I will never watch it again. It's like it's like mm-hmm. grueling to sit through. And it's like un- it's like uncomfortable at times, and it was incredible. I mean, like that's 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 like, how I feel it's about like eighth this grade fever dream. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I'll the- never watch eighth grade again because it made me feel so uncomfortable, and I thought it was incredibly well done. 
yeah, I think some of the best films I've ever seen are films like I couldn't possibly uh, sit there again. And I, I just, that's not, it's one I'm, metric, but it's certainly I'm, not. Yeah, the I'm not. Metric. I'm not disagreeing saying it's the only metric that you can judge a movie by. Like some of my favorite movies, I'll never watch again. But like, I don't know. It has to be at least some of it. Like, did you enjoy watching it? <laughs> like, like if we're doing this on crowd pleasing movies and we're choosing a movie that pleases no crowd. Like I feel well, like here, that. Well, right, this yeah, is. This I think. Is the crowd. I think you're. You're bringing up some. In, you're bringing up some interesting points that I think. Like uh, I, I, I. Hey, I made you a promise that I won't. Int- I, I won't introduce your film, okay. so I will let you start us off on Persona, and we can we can turn some of these topics around a little bit. Okay, thank you, Corey. Uh, hi, everyone. I'm your host of It's All Sam's Movie Was Better Than Corey in Games. Uh, <laughs> and, today, <laughs> and today we'll be talking about Ingmar Bergman's masterpiece Corey called it a film i call it a masterpiece uh movie persona that was made in 1968 it is a swedish film that stars uh liv ullman and bb anderson uh it's pretty much just them two there's three other cameos throughout the movie but they serve only little purpose and i honestly didn't realize how similar this movie would be to holy motors this is one of the most influential films of all time. Uh, this pretty much sparked what we now know as the modern day psychological horror. And would anyone like to wager who was directly influenced by this movie? <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock. No. David Lynch. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, Alfred Hitchcock I mean, was the same time, but he was before this, right? When did Psycho come out? Uh, Psycho- I mean, literally every. Literally every director ever, but I don't know if you're. Yeah, like, I thought of the Prestige a lot, this and and yeah. a lot of a lot of Nolan films. No, I mean I could I could think of Scorsese. I mean like er, th- there were so yeah. many moments in this that I'm like this is every this is every movie ever made after it. Yeah, th- so which which is a little, but we'll we'll talk about that because that is an obviously an important part of the film is that this is such an influential film that there has been many derivatives of it, but uh, the French ass director of Holy Motors cited this movie and Bergman as a whole as one of his major, major influences. So well, yeah, and you guys know uh we're all obsessed with uh, Ari Aster and Robert Eggers, yeah. but they're like two of the biggest Bergman stands out there. They those guys are always singing his praises. Yeah. Which is I think really evident in their work as well. Yeah. This this movie is very I, similar to uh, to yeah. the lighthouse in a lot of the ways. Lighthouse, yeah. The lighthouse the lighthouse is very yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I mean we could talk obviously there's people that they teach classes on Bergman as a whole because he's considered one of the all-time greats um we actually are very underwatched in bergman in general what were your guys's initial thoughts on persona uh i mean for this you said it came out in 1966 68 uh or 66 68 let's see i was blown away that this is that old of a movie i mean it, it feels like something that I could go to the theater and watch today and it'd be just as relevant and just entertaining as it was whenever it came out then. I honestly can't imagine that when this when this movie came out, I can't imagine that it was too well received because like it, it definitely seemed way ahead of its time. Well, it's funny. America received this movie very poorly, but Europe the European audience is actually latched onto it pretty close. I mean, Bergman was on a roll at this point. He had released Wild Strawberries. 
He had released a couple other like considered all time classics, but this was his like this was a, a seminal moment in his releasing. Uh, persona, persona, persona. What to say about persona? So I was thinking about this movie and I thought of something. Um, two years ago now, wow, a couple of the film bros went to go see a movie that we just brought up, The Lighthouse. And after the movie, we all got in an Uber. And in the Uber back, we had this insane Uber driver who <laughs> had this fixation. <laughs> yes, yeah, who had this fixation to just comment on the movie we had just saw based on what we were talking about, even though he had not seen it. And <laughs> his main joke was that, uh, can you imagine if it was two women on that island? And he just continued to make a barrage of weird misogynistic You're right, he did say comments. that. I totally forgot about it. Was um, so and I, I remember the car just reeked of weed, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> back then, and, and back then, I remember while he was saying all that bullshit, we were sitting in the back like, huh, you know, a female version of this movie would slap. But little did I know then that it already exists. And I think it's much better than The Lighthouse. It's much better um, than The Lighthouse. And that's, that. that's, that's obviously scratching the surface of the iceberg that is this movie. And I say iceberg very intentionally because it is so psychological. And with our third AP Psych shout out with that diagram. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> Oh god! <laughs> Got to cut it out. But, Jesus Christ! But for for now, all I'll say is that I can't agree enough with Dane's comment in the sense that I was watching it and it honestly, if this was released right now, like Netflix just put out Malcolm and Marie, which is also kind of a black and white two actor movie, this could go right side by side with that, and no one would bat an eye. Like twenty twenty one persona. Well, would you guys like it if it released today? Like I know that it like would feel. I like. I agree. It, it feels like a modern day movie. Would you guys also enjoy? I think I it would like a... the movie in general. Well, that's what I'm trying to say. The movie is just so timeless that regardless of when it's released, it could be released 1966. It could be released today, and I would still be like, "Wow, you know, this is crazy." Um, unless you're talking about in terms of the movies it's influenced, then it's kind of like the dog chasing its tail. Like, oh, I've already seen all the movies it's influenced, but. I guess that's yeah. an interesting point, but I think I'd I still agree, like I agree. It. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I felt, too. Like, if it, I mean, by, I mean, it's, I could watch it coming out today, and it would feel like a modern movie. Um, I should say, whenever I was watching it, it was more of me recognizing how influential this was. And not to spoil a movie that was made in the 60s, but the whole trope of oh, it's the same person or like, oh, it was all just a dream. Like I, I like that's very much like the psychological nature at of any modern day movie that I feel like it definitely stems from persona. Yeah. And like in watching it too, I was like, this came out in 19 in the 1960s. Holy crap. All right, so I just want to get my, get my initial thoughts out there. So, like, like I'm almost, like, annoyed that Sam picked this movie, right? Because it's, like, <sighs> like so I, th- I think it's worth noting for our listeners that uh, that Sam's strategy was a little different than mine in that um, I racked my brain for a film I had recently watched that I really, really loved and wanted to talk about. But Sam set out to search for a film that he should watch and then bring to the show. And that is, <laughs> and that, that is a noteworthy difference. 
because because <laughs> Sam went out there and found. I mean, like, look, obviously, I'm not here and say that Persona is not a good movie, but like, it's it's probably second to like Citizen Kane in terms of uh, all time great films that are that like like film critics and film theorists continue to obsess over to this day. It is it has been it has been canonized the same way very few other films have got have had it like i mentioned citizen kane the godfather um yeah i'm on, i'm already running out of film i mean like this it is in a it's Ruby in a Halloween. very select yeah exactly no but it, it is it's in a very it's in, it has very select company as like one of these like all-time great classic 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 films that has been canonized in in history uh internationally as as something really great so sam went out watched that a film like that and then brought it to the podcast mm. so like obviously i can't like sit here and tell man. you i obviously i can't sit here and tell you that persona is not a good movie because it is but i guess the question that i am going to pose uh is and and we talked about this a little bit holy motors but i think it's especially appropriate for persona is does this film like succeed or exist outside of what has been said about it does it exist outside of the analysis of it like on it like it's a it's a very beautiful film and it's a very cool film i mean oh my god pretty much every shot in this should be a fucking painting like it's it's mind-blowing like it it it's it's it's, it's, a, it's a great 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 film but does it like do you did you was everything that you pulled from it your own or was it something that you got in a youtube video afterwards or read on a wikipedia page afterwards is everything that you feel about this film as we sit here now from the film itself or just from what has been said about it or what w we will say about it here tonight Corey, so i think that movie, is a your huge movie difference. exists as a like holy motors exists as a debate like that is the only wait like, well no i i think i mean i i that's a that's your opinion i i pointed out earlier that i feel the opposite of, the, of that i think holy motors What's so great about it is that it could be a whole bunch of nonsense and still be a really fun, impressive movie. But maybe you feel that way about I, personally. I'm open. I'm open. I wasn't. A I wasn't asking. I mean, it's a, it's a leading question, I know. But uh, <laughs> I. But I. I'm not saying I'm definitely right on that. I'm just. I think it's it's worth considering. It's an interesting. So question. Let's answer. what? Yeah, I feel like before me and Samir comment on on this, uh, Sam. Yeah, well, I don't know. I think uh, I guess we'll. I'll, I'll let Sam get the first. <laughs> I, I, well, yeah, I mean, I feel like <laughs> I feel like the, especially the especially the first half of that question was was very was very targeted at very pointed, uh, yeah. <laughs> at at Sam. So well, Sam, what do you uh, what are your comments? I think it's it's just it's funny, right? It's just funny. You like I have to I have to let out like a hearty laugh, a, a ha ha, as you would maybe. Recorded to insinuate that because I made a good pick, I am somehow disqualified because I made a, a what he just described was the pick was so good that it shouldn't have happened. And well, no, no, if, no. If, if none of us had seen, if none of us had seen The Godfather, and then I went out and picked The Godfather, then we would have it, had a it's crazy kind of like, debate. It, right, but it's kind of like, oh, well, no shit, it's good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And no shit, my movie is fucking amazing, and none of us. So, have so seen just it. as just just as everybody said that they appreciated my Holy Motors pick for it being kind of a risk, I hope people can use that same kind of logic to consider Sam's pick as well. Oh my god, mine's a 1966 like Swedish film. I'm not picking like fucking Hubie Halloween, which everyone loves. Like we're, like, <laughs> I'm I'm going for the risks too. Like this, you know, like if some people could see it because it is 
so many people have picked like made movies almost exactly like this that you could just see it as you know people improve greatly improved on this movie i think why persona is such a good pick is because it's you know as it's 60 years old and it is better than all of its contemporaries and i think that is a really honestly like i i don't think i've ever had this experience where like the the original was the best it almost always means that the original brought a lot of great ideas and it was then improved upon but i i firmly believe this is the best psychological horror movie ever made so i mean that's that's my take on it i i can see what you're saying cory but um i just don't agree yeah what do you so yeah what do you guys think about about that question i posed okay so it was it was a very heavy question and really hurt my feelings <laughs> which we're, we're all about on this podcast exactly. that's yeah i and always make sure to not hurt your guys's feelings people unless it's sam's mullet um, <laughs> <Or his mom. laughs> uh, uh, what sam, what did you just say samir, samir with samir with the extra samir, what did there. you just say my what? I, I just said or his mustache. Your mustache. Let the let the viewers, oh the viewers can't see it. But Sam is rocking a full well, mustache right now. Oh wait, real quick. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, real quick too. There it is. Sam, what is on your shirt right now? It's a, a Marlboro. It's when Marlboro or Mar Mar Marlboro Marlboro. They owned. Oh, okay, that's like a di- okay. Regardless, well, they I'm, owned. No, a, no, we're, no, no, we're, they we're not going to forget about it now because now we're oh going god, all in. Oh my god! Oh my god! So I'm just going to no, paint they a little owned, picture. They owned a for grand. They the owned audience. a Grand Prix team, but they were banned in '95 for owning a like a the racing Grand Prix thing. I sound drunk so, right now, but I'm just well, poorly explaining <laughs> okay. it. Getting I, I'm just gonna. So if I know most people listening to this know what Sam looks like. But, handsome. Okay. Let it be I'm known. Just gonna, I'm just handsome. gonna paint. A, I'm gonna paint a little picture here. So Sam's in the middle of the Cal- middle of California. The the sunlight is beaming in through his window. He's got a mustache, a mullet, and a a Marlboro T-shirt on, <laughs> and he is talking about. Uh, NASCAR or some type of race car. <laughs> so I, ever, I, I, I some type simpleton. of race. Wait, Corey's into NASCAR. Did you know that? J- jury, did you know that Corey Stillman is into NASCAR racing? He told it, me this in confidence. Yeah. I'm bringing out yeah, all his one of the, secrets. It's one of the. It was a. It's one of those like COVID sports that I got back. I got back into during COVID, which uh, I, I think it pales in comparison to Sam watching WWE. But oh, so could, uh, good. That's. That's a separate debate. All right, okay, good. I'm sorry I brought this up because now we're starting to attack personal traits. No, this <laughs> is what I wanted it to be. I never wanted it to <laughs> well, be about... I, I, I know me. it's what you wanted. Cor- yeah. Corey, and I have been, Corey and I have been great friends for four years, which means we have just like held in all of these like mean, horrible, <laughs> nasty think, things we've ever uh, wanted to say about each other. This is the best therapy that you guys could have asked for. This yeah. is couples therapy. Or worse, yeah. It's like that scene in Marriage Story when Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson are yelling at each other. That's what Corey and Sam <laughs> are going to get. Who do, you think punch, who do you think punches the, the wall in that situation? Oh. Hmm. Who's the Adam Driver well, and who's the I feel Scarlett like that's Joe? a question we have to answer at the end of the episode. So let's let's get there and answer that. All right. That, okay. that yeah. could be our tiebreaker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Whoever anyway. gets custody of the kids wins. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, well, bringing it back to the the conversation, um, so with Persona, watching it, I appreciated it for just how influential it was. However, I'm not gonna lie. I at near the ending, I started to think, oh, I, maybe they're just the same person. And then it is, it is like there's hints that it is. Now, it's I'm not saying revealed. that. Well, it's never really revealed, but like it's very, it's built up to. Now, I, it didn't really hurt how I felt about the movie, but I do think that kind of goes with what Corey was saying in that. Because it is so influential, I kind of knew where the movie was going without knowing anything about it. I might, I might have completely misunderstood what Corey was saying. I might have just hurt <laughs> Sam's feelings. Um, it's fine. Then. I didn't even. I didn't even want to be friends, but like it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about about that whole idea? I like the question, and I think my response is actually really simple in that I knew about Persona, like I knew the name Persona, but outside of that, I didn't know anything about this going into it. I haven't seen a single analysis piece or video or anything, and I didn't even, to be honest, know it was as influential as I do now. Like, I just knew the name Persona. So, I was going into this almost like tabula rasa, uh, blank slate. Fourth AP psych Yeah, well, I, I will say that, though, like, is that, is but, that even an AP but, psych reference? I think that's just a thing. I don't know. Where if does ten AP psych references, he gets back in the game or something. It's a, fr- a Freudian <laughs> podcast. Um, yeah, but that that well, it's all AP psych like, games that being here, said, I still, <laughs> I still enjoyed the film, so I think it does stand outside of its uh, criticism. So, okay, so, so this is like, wait, wait, wait. I'm the host. I'm the host. No, but I I do have another question. Okay, that's people. awesome. Everyone, that's everyone super, super cool. That's fair. But like, that's fair. You're just going to ask a I will question allow it. that's going to poke it holes yeah. in this movie. No, so, so this, is, this is like part two of, of my question, basically. is like, is, um, I have part seven about Holy Motors. Did like, I, yeah, so speaking of Holy Motors, I don't necessarily feel that Holy Motors is a film you have to understand. You can, you can approach it having, quote unquote, not understood it and still get everything that happened out of it. Do you guys feel like that you understood Persona? Like, do you feel like it, it, um, like it, and do you think that understanding it or not understanding it impacts your overall appreciation of it? And I'm not just talking about, oh, like, two, like, two, are two people actually one or whatever? Like, I'm talking about the peeling back of the, of the fourth wall and showing the camera crew capturing them. I'm talking about the film itself literally, like, like devouring itself and disappearing. Like, like yeah. there's there's more to this film than just oh like are yeah. two people actually one and I I'll yeah, I'll, I'll stop there. It's, a, it's actually like, a good question. That was, was that was what I was from what talk I read. About. Was like yeah, I'm just gonna say from what I've read, I've heard this movie being called as and I I just read this so this wasn't beforehand. Um, being called the Mount Everest of movie analysis. I don't know if you guys saw that quote, but that's yeah. what this movie is known for. In that every single thing that you can say about this movie, there's a contradiction. So like any like step closer you get to an answer, there's something to rebut your 
point. So it's almost like you can like like it's like I don't think there really is a singular definition or meaning or answer here. Um, and I think that's to answer Corey's question. That's kind of what makes it so appealing, but that's done artfully. Like I could just show you like a clip of a volcano erupting and then cut to a baby crying and then show like a psychedelic image and I just be like, okay, that's art house. But I think that this is like tactfully like like tactfully weird in the sense that like it goes it's penis to vampire in. yeah and like you like think about it but it's not just random shit even though that does happen in the beginning but i feel like there's like there's a purpose behind it and that's kind of what makes it so puzzling and enigmatic and timeless rather than just oh it's weird to be weird you know i that was really well said you're very smart super handsome i think you're gonna make a really good vote tonight um (laughs) but that's that was a big thing that i wanted to rebut and so i'm actually glad you asked that question Corey. is that you guys just talking about like well i could tell that they were one person like this movie is so much more than just about a persona of one actress and the interplays of her dynamics it's about the history of cinema in itself, very similar to how Holy Motors is with how the film begins. The, there's an intermission where the screen literally cracks in the center. We can talk about that later, but how fucking cool was that? Like, I was still shocked by that. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen anything Wait, quite like that. Quick point of clarification. Like, quick point. I don't think, like, we're kind of talking about this movie as if it invented, like, the, oh, they're the same person type thing. But, like, that existed before this movie, too. Like, with Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Like, that came out. Yeah, that's that's the original. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. But, like, I I feel like there's even been, even within film before this, uh, movies that have done that. So, I don't think we should dwell too much, like, on that. Because, obviously, don't give an answer. But, like Sam said, there's just so much more. There's so much more to it. And, like, there's just so many. Like, Corey was talking about how beautiful this movie is. And how we talked about in Holy Motors, there's there's moments that you will always remember. Say it's like a bum eating a girl's fingers off. Like for me, (laughs) that moment of the screen tearing is amazing. The the both the faces next to each other making the one face is still shocking. And that honestly so so cool. And Um, can I just say this might have the best opening sequence, opening title sequence of all time. It is so like like it's so mind-bending and and stressful and weird but intriguing and i don't think anyone's ever done anything quite like it and it i like from the and also final thing that we haven't mentioned this movie is an hour and 20 minutes long it is super short like this is not a movie that really it touches on all of these things on so many different motifs about modern society that is rang true and yet it does it in an hour and 20 minutes that's crazy i don't think a movie has ever gotten close to doing the amount of breath this movie does in as short a time as it does i just want to say i I wouldn't rewatch persona either because i said that about holy motors but like despite its length i still wouldn't i don't think i'd rewatch this movie (laughs) but uh, but but that that's not a dig at persona because i think Corey and Dane also talked about how rewatch isn't like everything, you know, like yeah, stuff is good. But yeah, because good, you know, I think that's because like the uh, when they first get to the like their getaway location, 
it very much plays out like like a drama between the two characters and for me like that those moments could be skippable but for me it's after she reads the letter that she the other um uh woman had sent to the doctor when everything the tension just starts to escalate and it really gets I mean, the whole movie is is eerie, but that's at that point is the turning point and when things I'm like, okay, shit's gonna go down, and um, for me that was definitely the most entertaining portion. And if we're talking about shots that stuck out to me, the tracking shot of her running across the beach, uh, yeah, was that awesome. was probably my favorite. That is, that She's tripping and falling. I thought yeah. that was gorgeous. I agree. One thing, but that, that that's yeah, that's exactly my on. point. Mm-hmm. That's exactly kind of my point, though. Is like I just feel like persona is a is a much better movie in theory than it is in execution like or execution sounds like the wrong word because it's obviously very <laughs> well just, executed you, you just can't sit it, here and critique bergman like i no, feel like we're just assholes no no yeah <laughs> no yeah no that's why i i i, I shouldn't say execution like, implies direction i guess i mean in practice right so like in in like what we can say and what we can think about this movie is much more interesting than what actually happens in this movie like the movie is like Dane just admitted, it's kind of just two women just talking about their past for, or not two women, by the way, one woman talking about her past for the entire time, and one woman doing like a great acting job, like facially. Like I'm not gonna take that away from her, but doing ultimately like very little. So like, like I, I, I'm just not a huge fan of movies that are all about something that happened that we're not even privy to, and that that do nothing but just tell us what that thing was. So the, the, like a lot of this movie is wrapped up in this this uh this abortion kind of scandal type thing you know and um like sure this like the script reveals it and it's like it's somewhat it's 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 well written i I suppose so it is like revealed artfully but like it the movie to me hinges a little too much on this prior moment that doesn't actually happen in the film and then what actually happens in the film is kind of like is like hmm, okay 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 and then yeah it has a, a really cool payoff i agree with like a an amazing like final 15 20 minutes um and in it in it in every shot along the way is absolutely gorgeous i'm, I'm again i'm not going to take that away from it and it's it's certainly well directed by one of the greatest directors you've ever seen i just don't know if the movie itself stands outside of us trying to sit here and say what it is and what it means and, and all that which by the way sam you're you're saying that it it is all these things but i'll be the first to admit this because i know i'm the guy on this podcast that likes that act like he's he has a grand theory about everything i don't fucking understand a thing about persona and i don't think any of us do if i'm being perfectly honest i don't think any of us watch this film and i think it would take samir said he wouldn't want to rewatch it i'm torn because i think i would need to rewatch it at least five more times to even begin to grasp anything about it which maybe is a testament to it i, I would certainly be open to that argument but I'm, I'm i'm a little more keen to say that that's a failure on the film's part because i'm like well what the hell like like sure like that was really that was a great experience but i don't know if i I don't know if i'm gonna get anything out of that beyond the millions of youtube videos i'm gonna need to watch now to or the millions of essays that i need to watch film classes about it this if i if i watched this in class it would have been a it would have been the best experience of my life because i would have been able to read a great essay about it afterwards but just sitting at home watching it and just taking the film for what it is i'm like huh I'm, i'm gonna need a lot i'm gonna need a lot more context around that which i don't I don't know. I, I'll Corey, start. I'll, is, I'll, I'll let Corey, you What you just said about thing. Persona, I would take, I would cut the beginning of that. You know what? I might do this because I'm the editor of this podcast. 
I might take exactly <laughs> what you wrote and then just put the instead of what you said about persona, I would I'm just gonna transpose my words and say holy motors, because that's exactly how I feel about your film. Your film exists with only within discussion of it. The discussion is so much more interesting than the movie itself. It <laughs> like See, that, I, that is so I, fucking I, I, true. That let is me so jump in here. True. Break it up, you two. No. Break it up. Break it up. Let me. Mom jump and Dad, in here quit here. it. Here's what I'll say. <laughs> As Corey was talking, two things came to mind. One is a question for him. And two is a thought. The first question is that um, Corey really liked Tenet, and I know Nolan has kind of built his brand around his movies being movies that like. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna need to rewatch it five six times to fully understand what's going on. So I would I haven't seen Tenet, but I had to watch Inception like three times. But I guess like I saw it like when I was younger. I didn't fully get it then, but I I had to watch it like three times to understand what was going on. But that's kind of part of the fun. And I think that's part of the fun of Persona too. Um, rewatching it over but, and but, over again. To but have here's the here's the difference. Interpretations. Wait wait. And my second thing, as you were talking, that I thought of is that you posed the question, does this movie stand or would it stand if it came out today? I forget who said that. And I think that it would yes. because this is this is the best COVID and quarantine movie that probably <laughs> ever, ever made. So <laughs> I think funny. that for that reason, it would be a major success today. Um, but yeah, Corey, you're saying. No, I just like because you're right. Like I, I, I. I if if I, I was talking for a while, so I was wanted to let somebody else get a word in. But one thing I, I do want to clarify is like, yeah, movies that can be rewatched and you gain a new perspective on, that's cool. Like that's a that's a great aspect. I even think movies that like maybe you like you know need to be contextualized via additional writing, that can be pretty cool as well. I, I fucking studied film for four years. That's that's all I did with movies is contextualize them with additional writing. But I feel like Persona's not even like it's not like the comparison to Nolan is a, is an interesting one because. I, I'm by no means am I going to say that Nolan's better director than Ingmar Bergman, but Persona's not a movie that's looking to present a twist and let it be solved in any way. It's it's kind of just presenting a series of um of like metaphysical and existential questions to you, and and seeing if you can answer them based on what the film gives you. And like I said, I honestly don't think I fucking can. I just don't, I'm just genuinely not smart enough, and I. I I I I I I I'd be I'd be I'd be impressed if anybody in this podcast feels like they understood any any like I I really don't think any of us actually understand anything about Persona. Do you think we understood anything about Holy Motors? I do. Again, my point being that Holy Motors is not looking to say it's 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 I I think you're assigning Holy Motors. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, it's... That seems really it, like, convenient for an argument's sake. Well, S- Samir said it himself. Persona is the Mount Everest of film criticism. This People have, have tried and tried and tried and tried to wrap their heads around and understand this film. Which, again, maybe that makes it fascinating. I'm not, I'm not trying to, to assert my one, my, my one opinion. I, I, I can see both sides of this coin. But I just think that one film, Holy Motors, does allow itself to operate on a few different levels. One of those levels could be pure love and fun and, and just the joy of cinema. Persona is not interested in, in in enjoyment on any level. It's interested in analysis, purely analysis, which is a dangerous game to play. Speaking of dangerous, let's let dangerous. <laughs> hey, that was that might be the all time great segue on this podcast. Good job, Spirit. yeah. I'll do so, it every single time Dane talks. I'll just thank you. Speaking you. of dangerous, <laughs> okay. So I don't know if maybe this means I'm dumb because I didn't watching persona i didn't 
the, for, for me, the ending was a bit more, I don't want to say concrete because it definitely was open to interpretation, but I thought it was fairly obvious that they were, the, that Bergman was trying to say that they are the same person or, or at least in consciousness wise or whatever. So like that, I, I mean, whenever I had finished watching the movie, I was like, oh, okay, so they were the same person. So, I, I mean, for me, I did have kind of a loose understanding of it having a solid ending. And even with Holy Motors, like Holy Motors 2, like I was very much perplexed at the end, but I thought as though I had a loose understanding of what had happened. So like for me, of course, I'm the one going to say that I felt the same about both movies here. I mean, I did. I definitely felt like I had a general understanding of what was trying to be said in both films. Um, and I, I definitely think Holy Motors can be enjoyed on, like, on a variety of, of different layers, but I also think, like, that Persona could too, because... Yeah, the, the this, assertion this is, that, see, Holy, is, that Persona is, can only be judged analytically is an absurd assertion. Me. that is See, absurd i, I okay I'm, I'm that, gonna is, have that to, is an absurd okay. Corey stillman absurdion that sounds super <laughs> smart until you think about how it's considered one of the greatest movies ever and essentially Corey I is saying it's a, a one-noted oh wait 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 it being considered one of the greatest I, movies ever isn't a defense against what i just said no but it but, it's a, it, but it, the, for people to have loved this and talked about it so long could you could you theorize that maybe people love it just outside of a film analysis perspective? Maybe they love the acting, which we have not talked about for either movies yet. I think we can both agree that the acting is phenomenal in both of these movies. Oh, yeah. B.B. Anderson oh, yeah. is amazing in this movie. The monologues you gave, and, you said uh, they were, you like uh, glossed over uh, them. Yeah, like I was waiting nothing. for you us were, to get to you that were like, point. You were like, you were like yeah, the, I guess they say it in a kind of pretty way. Are you telling me that the 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 time she's talking about having sex on the beach isn't the most like visceral yeah. like like monologue yeah, you've I, ever heard? Like that literally. No, I, I agree. My my point my point was just that I, my I point was just that I don't like in any point. film. I don't like when any film hinges itself on what was as opposed to what is. Like within the context of the film, obviously, like I I, I do want to make it clear incredible performance and incredible delivery of that monologue and many other moments throughout the film but i just just from a from a from a narrative perspective i don't like when movies hinge themselves so much on what something that happened in the past that doesn't feel like it's part of what we're currently experiencing okay. that, that's purely a matter of preference yeah, no, I, uh, what else really is this like I, I think that like like how i feel about this is that i don't think i can in any way criticize the filmmaking or the way this movie is made obviously it's a masterwork and Ingmar Bergman's a mastermind. The only thing I can say is how I felt about it and my feeling about it is that like the reason I said that I don't know if I'd like definitely put this on on like a rainy Saturday or something like that is that like there's like these long takes sometimes of like I think there was one shot in Persona and this is true in Holy Motors too but right now about Persona um, about like her cleaning like the tiles or something like that that goes on for 11 seconds like the theme of this is crowd pleasers, and I know I certainly did not 
follow that thing. Samir, but you like, sit here and tell us that, that like, Corey and I failed yeah, at, I at the crowd sure. pleaser dynamic of this. Sure. But, <laughs> but, 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 w- 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 like, what I'm saying is that, like, for that sheer entertainment value, I don't know if I would watch this, like, just put it on. But I think that the, like, to Corey's point, like, I, I keep saying this, like, I think that the enigmatic nature of it is part of, is like a major part of the allure. Like, it's, it's part of it. Like, it's not that, so I don't think it's one note. I think it's like, it's got a lot of layers to peel back on. And it's like this puzzle, or it's, it's this Rubik's Cube that you set aside and come back to when you want to do it. But you're bored. And you want to go play with other toys in the meantime. Yeah, it's a very oh. challenging challenges so samir brought up crowd pleasers and from what i've gathered from you guys from what you guys have had to say about me is that i very much uh fall into the category of being the audience member of of someone who can find something to appreciate in in any movie i'm very like you know i don't shit on the mcu movies um i've never done that (laughs) <laughs> that felt pointed. Oh, wait a minute. Um, wait a minute. Well, All of well, this is hold, going hold. into his vote. So. Oh my god. We no, cannot take no, no, Samuel no, no, Calio no, no. as an asshole in a vacuum. That does not, that's not how it works. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. Person, I, I, what, I'm, what I'm saying, what, what I'm saying is, is that Sam goes in, can go into a movie and like the MCU films or even Star Wars and be like, hey, it's, it's cookie cutter, which I understand that. And Corey goes into to the to films with a very critical eye because, as as he said, he has it's what his schooling was for. But being being me, I'll have to. I'm just gonna I'm gonna say because I felt like tensions were a little bit high there for a second. They were I never did, high. <laughs> I I genuinely enjoyed both of these movies, but you guys will find okay. out which one I enjoyed slightly more i will agree with dave i i liked holy motors too i didn't dislike holy motors oh yeah and i started off by saying persona is like one of the greatest films ever made and right and deservedly so um everyone um, needs let's everyone align their child that was like an aaron sorkin script right there we just all uh (laughs) but one thing i want before we do before we be nice to each other Corey wants to be mean to me again yeah. Oh well, that that was that was just my like ten seconds of 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 peaceful mindset. That, I think it was. I think it, it was let, much let, needed. Uh, yeah. let, let's start yelling let's at me, each other. Let's let's go, go. <laughs> um. Okay. So something I I do want to bring up, which I feel like is very important to Persona. Um. But before I I bring that up, uh, I'll say both movies very much delve into the psyche of their their main character, Holy Motors is on a very existential level um whereas persona for me whenever i was watching it i the like lesbian undertones were i mean i don't even think they're undertones because at one point they're very um, normal yeah the the one um in the letter she says that i i vogel no vogel was the actress or the other character i I can't remember their names, I but the, the, names too, the, the woman who person. talks, Elizabeth, yes. and Alma and Elizabeth, Alma, yeah, yes. Alma and Elizabeth. Um, says Elizabeth. like how she was very smitten over her, and then from that point on, and how certain shots were framed with how like close they were, um, uh, like their faces were together and stuff like that, and at certain times, and the dialogue of basically them saying like 
of wearing masks and being someone who they don't necessarily believe in. I thought that was where the movie was going. So initially, like all of the, the dramatic scenes, I was like, okay, this is this is what this is. And I'm shocked because it's a 60s movie. But then it goes more psychological thriller. Um, so yeah, I I would be curious to hear what you guys have to say about that because I it, I mean in both movies and just how like the the film relates to the lead character. Yo, I just I mean on that point I mean I'll speak for Holy Motors just cuz we've kind of been away from it for a while. Uh I do like and, and I also want to say this cuz cuz Sam mentioned acting a little bit earlier. Denis Levant's performance really does deserve I think a lot of recognition for Holy Motors. He's he's doing it all. I mean, like he plays essentially nine different characters and and is just play, acts out of his fucking mind. Um, but I, I I agree with you, Dan. That I think one of the kind of things that gets lost in the film is that like his character actually is pretty dynamic, and you do sort of get a decent glimpse into kind of his mindset and and his uh, outlook on things. I think one of the moments that deserves a little bit of discussion is that conversation he has with. Who I, I I presume we're supposed the to boss. imagine is his boss, although they don't really make it clear. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a good in, scene in the limo, yeah. and um, that that's to me the point of the film where it becomes clear, or not, yeah, you know, not necessarily clear, but it it becomes a little more transparent that it might be about film in some way because they're talking about cameras and how they miss like these little cat, like they miss when the cameras were bigger and more present and things like that. Uh, what do you guys have any takeaways on? Yeah, I mean, and, and we can stay within the framework of what Dan asked, but. Did you guys have any thoughts well, about that uh, discussion? I, I'll, I'll come on comment on it real quick. Um, that moment in particular is where, like, I I started to look into more into the lead character more in, and kind of what his appointments were and him as a character. I think that very much was drawing attention to him wanting to get out of whatever job he was involved in. Um, I will also say. I was obsessed with every scene in the back of the limo where he was doing his makeup. That was, I thought that was such, and that they included it every time. It was, it was such an can, awesome. Can I say, awesome can I say what? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, one thing that I actually think this might be my best point that Corey cannot um, rebut <laughs> at all. Is it's a, why it's the, a dangerous pro- why the uh, proposition fuck to make. do movies like this insist on putting a microphone right next to people's mouths when they eat? That shit is so fucking gross, and there was no reason why they had to have the microphone as close to his mouth when he's eating sushi in the back of that limousine. And fuck that scene, because that was fucking... If that's, if that's a moment I can't rebut, then I'll let you have that. Yeah, that well, I mean, really considering feel... your assertion was that Persona can only be enjoyed in one way... I'm gonna make ridiculous, flippant remarks about it there's as well. There's a scene in this. If your if your biggest knock on Holy Motors that you don't like the sound of him eating sushi, my biggest, my biggest mark is that the movie's not good. But the the. the <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you just told Dane earlier you thought it was good. I said the movie's fucking fine, but like if the the whole point is this movie's even more frustrating to debate because every single time you say anything about it, you go. Well, that's the point. It's a meta film. It's like <laughs> it's not. No, I I haven't been making that argument though. My, I mean. If you, I mean, my argument has been that it doesn't, it operates on more on multiple levels, which I think is really crucial for any film, but especially these kinds. 
I think well, go ahead, Samir, what say? for Dane and I here, maybe maybe not, but really what it's coming down to is not who's got the best film, but who's making the best argument. Because these are two very Oh, God. Well, then I'm can fucked. Some really interesting <laughs> arguments about them. So I, I'm right now, I'm, I'm trying to see who has the soundest reasoning behind why they like their movie and who has the most logical points and rational conclusions. Um, and I just want to, I just want you guys to keep that in mind. Um, well, yeah, I kind of wanted, I wanted to ask you guys that, uh, I want to ask you guys like, you know, cause we could sit here all night debating these two films. Yeah. Do you guys kind of like, think, you know, like, where you're voting or do you feel like they're like, you're the, I guess I like this, if, if this is our final tribal council, and we're playing survivor, generally it would be the jury who gets to address the final two and kind of ask their questions. So I guess we should turn over to you guys to a certain extent and like, you know, do what you got to do to get what you need from, 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 from me and Sam. I have one question for both of you. Um, and that is you guys both mentioned how your, your films are very much up to interpretation and kind of up to the viewer. What were your, so Sam for persona and Corey for Holy Motors, what were your, interpretations of your films we're talking about holy i feel like we haven't talked about holy motors as much as i was just on the defensive of persona for an hour and 20 minutes but so Corey, <laughs> you can go ahead and talk about the great movie yeah. that is holy motors and we can we can, after Corey says it we can discuss for a little bit you know you know give yeah holy we stopped mediating Corey goes yeah. sometimes so- so this is this this is kind of my 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 takeaway from it, right? Like, um, I'm really intrigued by some of the more kind of like existential readings of it. Although even then, I'll admit, like, I'm not sure I can fully grasp them. I think this is a film, by and large, about film and about nostalgia. Like, I, I you know, um, Dane, you weren't you weren't with us last night, but last night, um, me or last night, Samir, Sam, and I had this really uh, kind of like like you know, pretty like depressing, de- depressing but I thought interesting. <laughs> Yeah, pretty interesting conversation about like culture and kind of how um, even from if you look back at like not too long ago to like 2012 when this film was made, like like we've all, like our culture has changed a lot, and uh, we were just kind of talking about how you know we already sort of feel nostalgic for a lot of uh, what um, you know pop culture was like in our childhoods uh, and and in the past, and I think that is largely what uh, you know this film is trying to do is is talk about what film used to be what film could be what film's potential is and it's sort of lamenting the current state of of cinema he talks about how he misses when the cameras were bigger and clunkier and you had to you know you could always see them because as long as the camera was clunky and you could see it it was like this was a film you knew you were doing something cinematic and it had to be a film as and he talks about how, how cameras get smaller and smaller and smaller it's hard to even notice them it's hard to even um, like embrace film as we know it because it's like it's it, it's it, everything can be a film now the fact that we're sitting in front of our webcams on our computers right now is is can be cinema in the year 2021 you know and, and i think a movie like holy motors would lament I mean, that hamilton was considered a movie which we talked about and yeah literally yeah recording, yeah, so. yeah exactly he oh i'm sure uh uh you know i'm sure the director would despise the fact that, that hamilton was nominated um one of and and, and and I, I say the director because I do think Oscar is kind of a stand-in for for a Leo Carra or Carrick's or however you want to pronounce it. Like I, th- I don't know if you guys noticed Carrick's. this, but a lot of people pointed <laughs> out that 
the name Oscar is his name. Like, so, uh, uh, it's like a, uh, what's the word? A, uh, translation. What's the word? Like an- anagram, anagram uh, uh, of his name. Like, like, cool. cause his first name is spelled L E O S. There's a silent S on the end. So it, it's, if you take the middle, it's not even really an anagram. If you take the middle of or the end of his first name and the beginning of his last name, it's Oscar. You sound um, like Charlie have, from it's always sunny in Philadelphia, like connecting the yeah, dots. Yeah. Like. <laughs> well, no, but that the, the director is kind of acknowledged yeah, yeah, that yeah. some people also think it could be Oscar, like the award, but I kind of like the idea of the director sort of being <laughs> synonymous with Denis Levant. Um, that's kind of my like my big sort of the Oscar the award interpretation is just this movie's Oscar bait like I don't I don't see like yeah what's like, the point of that like um right what's up with the chimp well to answer the end? that was a holy motor. so what's up with that I'll give you what I thought about that because I, I <laughs> for me holy mo like when um. The cab, the limo driver yells like ectoplasm on wheels. I was like, okay, <laughs> they are ghosts. That's kind of where I was leaning with it. Um, for me, the ending with the chimps, I was like, this business, whatever they're associate associated in, they're a part of some organization that is outside time and space. And the main character who plays all these different characters early in his like when his consciousness was it sounds ridiculous especially when you haven't seen the movie but even if you've seen the movie but when his consciousness was lifted it into this uh realm of time and space he was a chimp and whenever he's talking about going home and being with his wife and kid it was literally <laughs> back when chimps were around and mm. and my brain is that, melting I, I, right now I, I, this is the most thinking dude, i've I ever done since joining that this. is way too big brain for me hey i was just trying that's me trying to make sense of what i watch and that's that's what i had and that's, that's part of I, the fun of this fun, movie right like, trying to figure out um, yeah, i mean there is something there about question. like um like existential concern over becoming obsolete i mean i kind of talked about that they talk about that with cameras a little bit and like different aspects of film. Um, I think the chimpanzee kind of can relate to that. Cause there's just like, you, like you, when that moment happens, you, you sort of think this is like the end, like he's finally going home to his family all as well. And then his family is just a bunch of fucking chimps. Like it makes no, it makes no sense, <laughs> but it blew my it, mind. I was like, what the right. hell is going on yeah. right now? And then you also have Biggest the whole thing. Anime with, plot uh, twist of all time. <laughs> very no, I think the, I, I think the weird, the craziest plot twist is the the talking limos at the end, just because yeah, like that is... you have a lot of talk in the movie about limos and like why they're kind of becoming obsolete. And limos are kind of this weird like like if you think about a limo, it's like it is a weird kind of car. It's like it's the flashiest, you know, like it draws a lot of attention, but it also they it's always have tacky. tinted windows, so somehow somehow they they're tacky and they want you to look at them, but they don't actually want you to see inside of them, um, which is kind of interesting about yeah. limos. And I think that you could even imagine how that could relate to some of what the movie is saying about film and how maybe like I today's film actually, is all all gloss well, like, and no yeah that's substance. yeah whenever I, I was watching it i i the i thought back to the title and i was like holy motors i feel like it has to have something to do with god um, god and death and ghosts and all this kind of stuff 
Um, and I actually, after watching both of your movies, I went and read some interviews from both directors. And whenever I read an interview by the director of Holy Motors, I found it very interesting that he said he doesn't make movies for the living. He makes them for the dead. And I was like, that's, <laughs> of course he said that. That's, of that's course very, that. I that's, love that line. That's crazy. But yeah, the, the ending, like you get the, you get the, his family's a bunch of chimps and then the limos start talking and the limo driver puts on that mask. I was like, Oh, what? Yeah. Who and the limos are all hell. Who would have thought the limos themselves are worried about their future yeah. ending? <laughs> well, e- even like one of the limos yeah. says, "Like it's a metaphor." And I was like, yeah. I was like, "Yo!" Like I don't know about you guys, but like, like I didn't laugh a lot during this movie. Like I was kind of just like so blown away, and like, it, like, like there are some moments. Like I think when he first becomes that kind of leprechaun mm-hmm. creature type guy, it's kind of funny, and you'll you'll laugh. But when know. the cars start talking. I fucking lost it. Like I just it it threw me for such a loop that I just started laughing my ass off, and I was just smiling from ear to ear. Like I just thought it was so wonderfully this absurd. This movie, this movie premiered at Cannes in like 2011 or something. I can't imagine what people there thought of it. They were probably going crazy. They were like, "What the hell?" You know? Yeah. Like yeah. Standing ovation for like 20 minutes, probably. Because it's That's French, and they are like probably the like that. Film festival is probably the highest per uh per square meter concentration of pretentiousness on the planet. So oh, they're yeah. probably like, oh my god. I do think one thing I want to say for 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 all of us who have, uh, over the course of this entire cinematic survivor, I think like without explicitly like agreeing to do so, it's really cool that we all just kind of leaned so heavily towards foreign film. Like, well, we've watched like, every what, single American film. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why. That's but really, yeah, that I, was I, I don't know. I think it's process. cool that we chose to. We all chose to really go with, with all. I think all of us picked a foreign film at one point. I only picked foreign films. I didn't pick a single yeah, American yeah, film. Yeah, you. Yeah, you picked three foreign films. I picked two. Dane picked one. Samir picked one. I mean, like it's it's pretty cool. Samir would have picked three know. if he had a good point. made it to the finals. Yeah, guaranteed. I I'd have picked. Six. Yeah, maybe probably. <laughs> <laughs> all right, <laughs> Sam. Sam's been awfully quiet though. Yeah, so Sam. Sam what, what do you? What was your inter- interpretation of Persona? Yeah, I mean, thank you so much. For Does asking. he have one? Oh, oh yeah, Corey. Thank you for your great imper- your great interpretation of Holy Motors. That's really um, it's really something. Oh, thanks for saying that. Yeah, it's really something. Um, Dane, thanks. Thank you so much for asking me such a great question. You've been a great friend for me. Um, and I expect uh, you'll wait. There's a moth in my room. Ah. What? <laughs> there's a there's a moth flying at me. Yeah, I was like, what happened? <laughs> oh my god, that's terrifying. The metaphor. God, oh, yeah, I know man. that a persona is a moth flying at you in a lot of ways. Um, please, my interpretation please alliterate or my interpretation elaborate. is actually uh, different from what a lot of people. I've watched this movie twice, and I had an interpretation that. The, a, a similar interpretation to what you guys had about it being um, about two conflicting parts of a person and, you know, trying to like just kind of the wars we have with ourselves. But my current interpretation, because I rewatched it and developed a different interpretation the second time, is how we come to terms with regret and shame. Um, it's less about like 
It's less about try like the two parts of your body taking control. It's more a part of like what does the process look like when you do a regretful action and you try to come to terms with that. So there's like the ebb and flow of like there's a a part of you that just kind of is numb to it and doesn't really try to react and doesn't and wants to avoid it at all costs. And there's the other side of you which wants to lament on it really hard in a really emotional way. And it's kind of the ebb and flow of one of you, one, one part of you trying to get over the shameful act and just forgive yourself and just stay numb to the entire experience. And the other part is trying to, um, I guess, come to terms and also just feel like the great shame and guilt and sorrow that comes along with an experience um that alma has throughout it um there's like we said there's thousands of different interpretations of this movie if i watched it again i'd probably come up with a new interpretation maybe but that is my current interpretation that it's how the mind deals with a shameful act and forgiving oneself both of these would be fantastic first date movies (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i like I mean, Corey took me to Holy Motors on our first date, and uh, well, what's funny is that they that, really uh, would make a great, a great double feature, though. I gotta say, we we did we, we did a good job putting yeah. these in conversation with each other. No, I I would agree. Both of your films had a surprising amount of just thematically, uh, performance wise, a lot in common. Yeah, wait, so Sam, I just want to clarify. So, based on your interpretation, like. Do you then largely view the like the events of the film as more so just like expressionistic and not literal? Yeah, or... I, I almost go okay. fully expressionistic about the whole film. Is that how you you interpret it in a similar way for Holy Motors, though? Correct, or are you more? Well, no, I think what's interesting about Holy Motors is that I think you are supposed to accept all of that as literally happening, and it's just like it's just an absurd thing that's like it. it the Holy Motors doesn't really look to make sense the same way persona does but it does look to like you've pointed out it lo- it definitely looks to like have meaning you know and, and and like be about something but i think you are just supposed to kind of accept what's happening at face value whereas i think that's what's interesting about persona is that you could argue that none of it really matters it's all just an expression of alma's guilt or it is um this like crazy sci-fi sort of like ha- occurrence between two women merging into one or whatnot you know okay so again, like I, I've really enjoyed doing this, even with you, Sam. I know that you know we had our ups and downs tonight, but I, I had a lot of fun. I really <laughs> did. And as far as Holy Motors goes, I really do think I brought you guys a special, special, special mm-hmm. film. I, I brought you a film that, as I've, I've alluded to tonight, works on several different levels. If you enjoy thinking about, uh, you know, movies very philosophically, it offers a lot in that front. I, you know, I'm obsessed with any movie that is about movies, and it, it's certainly one of those. But if you were just kind of looking for like just a like a fun like popcorn movie that gives you a lot of flashy, absurd, crazy moments, you can't do much better than a movie that randomly shifts to like this weird CGI animation, and then it also includes an accordion interlude as well as a musical, some talking cars, and a bunch of monkeys. I mean, like, how is that not a great pitch for any 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 film? Uh, I, I think Holy Motors delivers on all those moments and more. I also want to point out what I think is a key difference between Holy Motors and Persona, and I've, I've discussed this tonight, 
but it, it is that idea that it can work on just that that core level of just being a, a series of of successful and shocking images and it can be something that you can accept at face value and enjoy at face value if you're not interested in in some extra further analysis i find that persona is a film that while beautiful while incredible while certainly something that i've been sitting on for days and i've been thinking about a lot it doesn't really exist outside of that analysis that that that, that we've been throwing at it if everything that that you know, because there, every question about Persona can go in both directions, I worry that the film doesn't stand on its own outside of these discussions we're having. Of course, we're four film bros on a podcast, so we like talking about movies. So if you enjoy that the film gave you that opportunity to discuss, then I don't fault you for voting that way tonight. But I do hope that you guys will recognize some of the, the what makes Holy Motors so unique and what does make it sort of rise above Persona. Uh, and the last thing I want to say is, I think I, I didn't really hammer this home enough. Denis Levant's performance, it, it, it's we, like we all agree it's great. I would go as far as to say is this is one of the greatest acting performances of the the decade, uh, like at least of the decade. I'll I'll, I'll 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 stop there so it's not too outrageous of a claim. But I mean, he like he acts the shit out of this movie. The amount of different different characters and different moments that he has to lean into in all these different directions, absolutely insane. Uh, I think that alone is should make this a film that'll stick in your mind for a long time. But I also hope that it gave you enough indelible, other indelible images that will grant it your vote tonight over Persona. So, so thank you guys. I had, a, I had a lot of fun. You done? I am. <laughs> All right, and and, and, and w- off the cuff, baby. And with that, we move to uh, Sam. Let's hear your final thoughts on your film Persona. This would have been more fun as a rap battle, I'm just saying. <laughs> Epic rap battles in history. We should have just done that. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do both my my written speech and then interject a couple things uh off the top of my head. Uh mediocre film bros, I'm here humbly in front of you asking you to be honest with yourselves about who deserves this more. I want you to sit here and think of who has led of what has led here. Who won round number one? Who won round number two? You know what? That doesn't even matter anymore. Because who round won round number three? Between Corey and me, what was I gonna say here? Oh, <laughs> I want you to I want you to ask yourself what Corey has taken from you in the past. I pre-wrote this speech, but I can guarantee Corey said some bullshit like you can't criticize this movie because it is what it is, and criticism of the film proves the point of the entire movie. And honestly, looking back, good point by me. I'm so glad I wrote that in already. (laughs) Samir, I want you to look me in my eyes right now. Think of what Corey has taken from you. He took that film draft from you. You know it. (laughs) I know it. Corey took that from you. He makes a good point. And while that has nothing to do with what currently is at hand, it has everything to do with the point, which is Corey is obviously the most well-versed at movies here. He he is unbelievably smarter than I am when it comes to this. That's not even up for debate. I'm not going to debate that. What I am debating is Corey has slick has has somehow put into everyone's mind that persona can be enjoyed in one singular way. That is such fucking bullshit. That is such a ridiculous <laughs> statement. If you are a screenwriter, 
This is one of the best scripts ever written. The monologues in this are amazing. If you are into acting, Liv Ullman doesn't say a single fucking word in this movie besides no don't. And yet she's amazing. She's a gripping actress. And uh, like, and uh, what's her name? Bibby Anderson is so good in this movie. It might be one of the best performances by a lead actress ever. The cinematography is still to this day, like revolutionary and so specific and so cool. You can watch this movie with the sound off and be floored by the vision, like the images you're seeing. You can, you can interpret this obviously as an analytical movie. This is the, as we said, the Mount Everest of analytical movies. It maybe offers up the most interesting interpretations any movie ever has. But if you're going to say that this movie is purely an analytical movie and you can't just sit down and enjoy it, I am actually just think we are on opposite sides of the world about this movie because I think this movie can be sit down and enjoyed by anyone. And I think to say that Holy Motors is somehow this watchable, like, ex like super approachable movie and Persona is not... That is certainly not the fucking case at all. Bar none, period. Send it out. Don't seal the letter so that Alma can see it. And then I win the fucking movie draft. Fuck you, Corey. <laughs> I yield my time. I yield my time. I think you went over your this time. Is, if I, <laughs> uh, this is interesting because Corey brought the logos and Sam brought the pathos. So it's a... Oh, and I, Sam, I feel like Sam right also... Now, it's a battle between my brain and my heart. Um, we'll see. And my wiener. We'll see what, what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, Sam delivered a pretty good speech by the end there, but he started out doing the exact thing that we agreed at the beginning we wouldn't do, which is address the tiebreaker as the reason to <laughs> to win the I entire thing. I might have thing. written that, and then, uh, honestly, you're, I'm glad I stopped because I had six more lines about how I had just <laughs> completely run the table on the movie draft. <laughs> but i was like wait this doesn't no one's gonna care if i had run the table on the draft i have to win this round okay well i was gonna say uh very uh well done uh addresses on for both of your films um so i mean Corey's the obvious host so where do we go from here Corey? well it is i believe time to vote Tonight, only Samir and Dane will be voting. They'll be voting the same way they have in uh, previous episodes, where you know that you'll you'll mute yourselves, turn your camera off, and, and read your vote to the loyal listeners before revealing it to the final two, me and Sam. Keep in mind that tonight you are voting for a winner. Sam and I want to see our name on that parchment, or in this case, just paper. Or, you no, know, I guess want it's actually tweet. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> even better so uh yeah with that we will move into the vote should i should i you know does one of you want to go first or um i'll go all right all right all right dane you're up first all righty i'll see you guys on the other side and just like that we've reached the end of our cinematic survivor the final round, I, I have to say, it was definitely the hardest round yet in determining which film I liked more. Um, both film bros, Sam and Corey, put up a hell of an argument for 
for their films that they had brought to the table. Um, and after watching both of them, I was very conflicted on how I was going to vote tonight. Um, I thought I had a decision coming in, and throughout their, their talk and the debate tonight, I started to go the other way, but then came back to my original vote. And Sam, I know you're editing this, but I'm sorry. I'm going to have to vote for Corey to win Survivor. Uh, and his film was Holy Motors. I... I'm gonna be, I loved both movies, I really did, but in the end, I did think Holy Motors was a more, I don't even want to say entertaining, but just more visually and uh, in the scope of it, what it was trying to do, a, a more engaging movie. It is definitely one I will forever keep in my mind, uh, and not saying that I won't keep Persona in my mind. But for me, the final decision or uh, the, f the final uh, tip for me going into uh, voting for Corey was Persona. Although I loved the ending, I thought the acting was phenomenal. Some of the best I've ever seen in film. And the cinematography and scenery in this film is fantastic. For me, it came down to the stretch of when the, both characters get to the getaway house for the first time. I thought the dialogue was very interesting between both characters. However, the monologues drug on just a little bit too long for me. And I often found I was losing attention and losing interest in, in what was going on. Whereas with Holy Motors, I was constantly guessing at the same time being so overwhelmed and just dumbfounded by what I was seeing on screen. So yeah, and it was a very tough decision tonight, but in the end, I'm voting Corey, the ultimate survivor of cinema, for his film, Holy Motors. Sam, I'm sorry, but Corey is the winner for me. I love you, Sam. I'm so sorry. Okay, so here's what I think. I'm gonna come out and uh, I'm gonna come out and say it. I think Persona is the better film. Um, I think for me, Persona, on a personal level, was a more enjoyable watch. And I'll even go as far as to say that I largely did not enjoy watching Holy Motors. Um, I didn't love Persona either. Like I wasn't like at the edge of my seat, being like, "Oh wow!" Like you know, I just love this movie. I love this feeling. Um, I can really appreciate Persona as, like, a really, like, I can see why it's so influential. And I can appreciate, like, 100% of it. Um, see why Bergman is a genius. 
and I'm very inspired by the shots and scenes here. Um, it's it's not something that like evokes that goosebump feeling that'd be like okay that's that's my favorite but on an objective standpoint persona is a masterpiece it is um and there's just so much to say about it because there's just so many layers to peel back um so i don't want to like there's nothing i can say to critique a genius and to critique a movie like this um all i can say is that would i turn it on the same way I might want to be like, hey, you know what? I just had a dream about Birdman or something like that. Or I just thought of another movie like Whiplash or something like that. Um, would I include it in in that same breath? No, I wouldn't. Um, but Persona is a really great film. And I, I just wanted to clarify that in case. Um, so just so that's clear. With regards to Holy Motors, um, what I'll say is this. I really meant it when I said that certain parts of this will stick with me like forever. Um, and I think that is really important. There was this like in, in this one English class I took once, um, the teacher was quoting Nabokov and was like, uh, yeah, to add to our already pretentious episode, um, our teacher was quoting Nabokov and was like, um, the reason that guy or that writer wanted to write is to like shock people like just give an electric shock to the reader and i respect so much like i respect that sentiment so much and that's so much more present in holy motors and persona which is why i i do love that aspect of holy motors um even if i may not have found all of it completely enjoyable i love what it tried to do and in extension i also really love that Corey picked this um, and he risked it all and this was a very risky choice and obviously pitting a movie like this against Bergman is um that's that's a fool's errand in my opinion but as you as you all remember uh, not too long ago I also made a very risky like a risky choice um, so I do believe in that and I believe in going going all out and going for it and so, uh, even though, and Sam's going to be so mad when he hears this, and I'm so excited for it, even though Persona is the better film, and even though I enjoyed Persona more, um, I really connected with that risk-averse decision-taking, and Sam can't say anything because he pulled a strategic vote last time too, so I'm going to go with my heart here ultimately, and say that I'm going to pick Holy Motors to stay. Um, and I, I, I hope Sam hears this and he holds this grudge forever. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited to uh, <laughs> talk about this with him in the months and years and decades to come. Okay. The mirror has returned, as has Dane. So we will now move into... You know the, the big reveal like uh, if this this is an episode of survivor jeff would now be carrying the urn all the way from the live studio audience to the live studio audience in los angeles it's, it's an amazing feat i don't know how he pulls it off luckily we have the magic of discord to just kind of you know usher us in right right, to the, right into the moment so i guess without further ado i'll count you guys in as you reveal ready wow my heart's pounding pathetic that i i'm nervous too and i, I, I sweat through this fucking shirt <laughs> yeah, so bad 
Yeah, so wait, I, I should ask, like, Samir and Dane, you don't know who the other voted for, right? I, I, like, I didn't sound. text no, anyone about no either two movies, so I have no clue. Oh, Alright. So reveal in three. <laughs> wait, wait, do, wait, wait, wait. Just clarifying. Get it, we voted for the person we want to win, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. The name that you're showing is who you want to win. Okay. <laughs> I can't believe we've had to. So reveal your votes in clarifying. three, two, one, reveal. Yes! You guys actually get yes! 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 All right. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Actually, look at look me in my eyes and tell me that fucking I kid you not. is better than Persona. Fuck you guys. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for you to hear my. I, I can't. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I I I uh, I kid you not. Like I I really obviously I wanted to win for personal reasons, but I knew that the the number one the best this reason for me to win so was this fun. moment right here. Watching so Sam, like, I'm glad that you guys had fun doing this podcast because this is the last fucking episode that we're doing, assholes. <laughs> I sit here, I sit here, I sit here every hey, single I'm Sunday and edit for four hours just to have you guys pick a fucking mid movie over Persona. That is fucking you, ridiculous. You will enjoy. See, see that, Dane. Now, see, Sam. I'm really what? disappointed to hear you say that because. Because one of the things I, I want to make clear right now is that I I very much enjoyed Persona. I don't think your film is mid. I think it's a very good film. I feel like I presented a fairly strong case as to why Holy Motors is better, uh, and I stand by that. But I was obviously like you know in a in a sense like trying to win. But to hear you ex accept like accept your loss and write it off as Holy Motors being a mid <laughs> film, it's really just kind of cheap and the sportsmanship's not there with this one. Loser tonight, and I can look. I can look what back at right now. when <laughs> I'm editing the nice episode one. on Sunday. I'm going to be very happy with how I reacted to this whole news. Last last episode, Ooh. the precedent was set that the vote is not just what is the better film. The vote is a number of factors in that. Um, so there's strategy that's a part of it. Um, there is the argument that's a part of it. Uh, there is prior voting history that's a part of it. And it's, it's, it's a number of things. It's not the better film. Because frankly, I opened my review or whatever, my audio recording with this. It's going to make Sam so mad, but I'm going to say it now. Persona is the better film, and it was a more enjoyable one for me. I'm going to kill, my, and I, going to kill myself. My review with that. <laughs> I opened with that. Oh my I god. To say it. I, I couldn't wait for him to hear that. I'm fucking... I'm yeah, I mean, Sam, Sam, you opened yourself I'm up to that, that possibility Listen, last episode. So I'm going to be honest. In my... I, my little... Uh, uh, speech was very sincere. I know Sam. You left a bad taste in my mouth after last episode. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie, but I, yeah, I, I put I, I I put that behind me and I said I'm gonna be as objective as possible. And in the end, as I say in my spiel, um, I did enjoy Holy Motors 
just slightly more for for one reason and um do you guys want to know what that if it is? was the fucking monkeys i'm gonna cry no if it was no, the no 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 yeah. I'm it, gonna it, cry. Had, it had it had to do with persona it, it was the the moment i talked about how when they first get to the to the getaway how some of the some of the monologues and stuff it just drug a little bit too long for me and so I I could feel my attention start to to scatter. I will say though, I am stunned that Samir voted for Holy Motors. I thought well, I for hear... sure we were going into a tiebreaker. Oh, see, I just like I I literally I, just I, I, I really thought Samir we were to too. not fuck me over, and I won. And here's the thing. And here's the thing. I mean. I mean, like, Holy Motors is, is like, a yeah. very anti-Samir film, I it feel is. like, in a lot and of ways. The only thing I love more than movies it's pissing is pissing me off. upset and pissing <laughs> So, I mean, I feel like this this is the twist ending that may have upped uh, the on last episode's twist ending. So I feel shit. like I just had to do it for the podcast. So it sounds like what we're getting at is that Every podcast you guys listen to, it's completely scripted. We 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 have a full we have a full <laughs> script laid out, and yeah, we just follow that script. <laughs> oh, okay. Can I get can can I get a can I get yeah, a word? This, 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 this was pretty throughout Corey. this whole series. So this was my final. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Corey. I I had voted both, or I guess both of his movies like last for the last two. So that's why I said prior voting history. I know, yeah, and and I it mean, was an let's not, battle to, let's to get some that Corey won the mo- original movie draft uh, over Samir for absolutely no. Oh, reason. I don't forget. And that being that, said, I, I I will say that I think Sam did have the strongest overall movie draft. I know it was. I, I had the I, best I, movie draft. Thank you. I had the best movie draft. I think he did. No, I I think your biggest mistake in that movie draft was picking three billboards as your blockbuster. Well, no, 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 no. not I the. Still oh, you're talking about? Are you talking about? It was a two outside the box. Oh, pick. yeah. Overall, I fucking yeah, ran the table. That's, yeah, that's if we really want to start complaining, I, I I'll just draft, say that but... I should have won the horror movie draft. Um, oh yeah, well that's. <laughs> well, Dan, Dan, you the 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 truth is, Dan <laughs> did win the horror movie draft. Sam just. <laughs> One on a technicality, wait, 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 arguing wait, wait, that I, I you should average yeah, out. The yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm putting hilarious. in my two weeks' notice. I get screwed over every time. I, I'm supposedly <laughs> the audience favorite, but I, I guess that's just not true because. Uh, well, no, you're the audience favorite. We didn't say that you're our. Ah, uh, yeah, I guess the 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 favorite amongst the the three of you. No, you yeah, definitely okay. are, but that goes without saying. <laughs> I would like to just right, finally say conclude? now that the, now that the emotions have have ramped down a little, I would like to say Holy Motors is a really good movie, and I did also really enjoy it. And that is actually very sincere. I I think Holy Motors. I didn't like the first thirty minutes, but the final like hour and twenty minutes are are. Everything after the boss scene is like perfection. Like I'd never seen anything like it. So I think Corey went for a home run. Looks like he scored a touchdown with it. You know, I wish it could have happened to a nicer, maybe more caring person. But to... <laughs> so do I. So do I. <laughs> but uh, but I think Corey. I think this was a really uh, a pretty amazing final pick. And I I 
feel like I should not pick fucking Persona. I fucked up, but no, I don't think. I mean, whatever. I mean, you, no, no, Sam, you didn't. You didn't fuck up. I, sh- I, I well, did. no, I should have just picked a movie that was different in every. I should have picked like a drama, like a, a like a very like low key drama. Well, that was my like, fear, right? Is like when I, I when I picked Holy Motors, I thought I was really making like a, a genius sort of decision because I was like, it's so fucking weird that you can't really even like argue against it but then you came out came out us with a almost as weird film so i was worried that like again i said at the top of the episode we were essentially trying to out weird each other i wonder how this would have gone if we had picked two very different movies well if i would have been really hard to compare if samir hadn't fucked up my plan and watched (laughs) yee i would have i would have won the draft but then samir just i just for some reason didn't I forgot that Samir yeah, mentioned it twelve so times. times. Yeah. Samir mentioned it twelve times yeah. that he had seen it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah. But I know. Alas, I'm gonna, here I am, it. the sole survivor, the champion of the cinematic survivor series. Very proud to, to wear the title, and 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 of course claim the zero dollar prize. That is probably the 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 greatest aspect of winning this whole thing. Yeah. When can we start get uh, start getting um advertisements we can start making money yeah i know i want to do some ad- yeah, i want to do some ad reads that's my favorite part of listening to a podcast Let's get some ad reads i know some, yeah, I want, some bluetooth I, I'm gonna everyone wants to hear like, we will we will do it for zero dollars like, yeah you don't even have to pay us and we just want we, we just want to do ad reads yeah. just, we just want to do ad reads just do fun ad reads if you're if you were listening and you have a company or a product that you want us to read aloud we will do it just let us know uh taco bell <laughs> if you are listening to this <laughs> yeah they they are taco the bell. corporate headquarters of, are a big big fan you trans yeah. yeah they're very loyal for household names at this point basically very loyal listeners amblin if you're a- a- amblin media if uh yeah if you're listening, that's, <laughs> yo that's steven Sam's if you got company. if steven text me back please i like would love a job yeah. <laughs> I don't have anything at this point. I didn't even win zero dollars, so I really need it. Like, well, guys, any final thoughts on our on tonight's episode or our, or this entire series? I think this has been some of our best work. I really do. Oh, it's been so much fun. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think agree. these are the our three best episodes yet. They've been an absolute blast. Yeah, and I, I I do think you know down the road after we get a few more episodes under our belt, we could uh, give it give it you know basically the same thing another try because I think it'd be fun. This could be infinitely fun to play with different sets of films and stuff. Yeah, I agree. Agreed. And maybe even grow it, you know, get some other people involved and all that. Yeah, let's do it. Well, with that, I am Corey, but more importantly, I am the sole survivor of oh, it's all film God. and game, sole survi- or cinematic survivor series. Very uh, proud to wear the title, following it in the footsteps of, uh, of many, many greats. I already uh, regret it. I already regret it. This will this, this, this will certainly not. go on my uh, Survivor uh, application as well. My my when I put my video together, <laughs> this will have to be the, the the number one thing I mentioned. Oh yeah, I'm al- oh I already got God. the. If props. I have to hear this every single episode, I'm actually going to leave the <laughs> podcast and make a new one. <laughs> make a new one. Well, <laughs> that voice you hear there is Sam. He is unfortunately tonight's loser. <laughs> And of course, we have Dane and Samir, <laughs> my my wonderful supporters, my my two beautiful votes. I really appreciate those guys a lot. Thank you guys for listening. This has been it's all film and games. See you next time.